there are some lies in our science books. Taught it for 15 years. Even though I'm not teaching it anymore, I still like to study. It's so many neat things to learn. We're going to cover some of that tonight. Perception is being managed. We are being steered and guided by a hidden hand. The whole world has been duped by the media that is not real. <laughs> smart thinking, possible time traveler, smart thinking. That night, boom, contact memory. And then just, Alex, if you don't agree, you'll be sent to a re-education camp. Just because I'm old doesn't mean I've lost my touch with the ladies. Experts are suggesting that we're in a golden age of shape-shifting reptilian sightings. Now, why is that? I was, and still am, a huge conspiracy guy. I literally ran out of new tin hat topics to research. It was most definitely not capable of melting steel. Then I would be a crackpot if I thought that was that was the, the case. Thought that was that was the, the case. Welcome to the Hypothetical Institute, a podcast about conspiracies. My name is Luke. I'm Salty. I'm Cam. How are we, gents? Good. Yeah, not too bad. That's good to hear. All right. Today, Start of the week, though. It's a bit shit. Monday. Monday. We normally record on a Thursday-ish. Yeah. Usually, I'm coming to these full of, like, enthusiasm for the weekend. Now you're full in... I'm ground down by the start of the week. Sounds like you got a case of the Mondays. Mm, big time. Ooh. I think a cure for that is some good bands about some bloody rocks. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's get started. So what are we, we're talking about rocks. We're going to be talking about Stonehenge mm-hmm. today. We're also going to be talking about its shithouse cousin known as the American Stonehenge. <laughs> <laughs> the shithouse and much younger cousin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. maybe. Well... The Georgia Guidestones. Yeah. Just wanna... um, and also a few other rocks along the way are going to yeah. come up, no doubt. Yeah. Just want to say thanks to Tom, our super duper, super cooked Patreon sponsor for being who he is. Yeah. Thank you, Tom. Keep up the good work being yeah. you. If you want to jump onto Patreon and support us. Patreon.com slash hypothepod. Yeah. Get some cool stuff. Bit of extra info every week. Mm-hmm. Um, also, if you're having trouble accessing the Patreon feed, let us know on social media um, and we can we can give you some deets because uh, I noticed all the people that have access to it, I don't think everyone's listening and they're missing some rolled gold content there. Right. Like that's half hour of extra gold. Yeah. It's only available to you guys. So if you get to the end of the week and you think, hmm, kind of missing out on my, my pals, I've run out of all the podcasts, there's a whole treasure trove for you. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about Stonehenge. Who built it? What did they build it for? No one knows, right? I think I got Stonehenge peeled. Did you? Yeah. It's this old giant structure. Stonehenge peeled into believing what everyone assumes, which is that no one knows. Yeah, but like that, like I expected... Cause, the best sort of pill to take. Because when you look at, say, the pyramids and stuff, they've mm. pretty much worked that out. Have they? Yeah. yeah they're all across it. Right. Stonehenge, they're like, uh, we don't really know. It's just a thing that's there. Yeah. It's been there forever. Yeah. Like, it's not the oldest structure in the world, but it's up there. Yeah. How pilled did you get? Do you believe that nobody knows how they built it? I think there's theories. Aliens? 
What, do they know? I think so. There's a diagram. Salty's got the official Stonehenge. So I visited Stonehenge last year. Yeah. And bought a little... Is that like a metal pilgrimage? You like, you've got um, to go to Stonehenge at some point? No, I've always been interested in it since, I was, a, since I was a kid. For metal reasons. Yeah. Well, no, since I was a little kid before yeah. metal. Yeah. yeah. When it was just like a cool thing. Yeah. So just for rock reasons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when I was in the UK last year, I was like, fucking got to go to Stonehenge. Yeah. Got on a bus, went out there, walked around. So you can't go, you have to go on a special tour to actually walk amongst the stones. So mm. you just walk around the, the area. It was great. I saw footage of like a solstice party or something with all the druids and horns and chanting. Yeah. Like it looked fun. Yeah. Oh, and like, I get the sense. That Is that the one with King Arthur? Maybe. Yeah. Um, like the English people that are cooked into this kind of a thing, it's just kind of doing a little bit tongue in cheek. Mm. And that's kind of fun to me. Yeah. It was, it's always listed on one of those, those sites where it's like, uh, you know, tourist destinations that are always a massive letdown mm. because you can't go up to them. Mm. But I fucking thought it was great. Nice. It was everything I wanted it to be. I'm not a fan of going, getting too close to monuments. Mm. I also hate climbing monuments. Yep. Uh, Eiffel Tower, I climbed that once. And I got to the top and I couldn't see the Eiffel Tower anymore. Yeah. And it was really nice to look at. It's like, why did yeah. I go all this way to not look at it? Yeah. So if I could just see them from a distance, I'd be happy yeah. with that. Certain parts of the path are really close. Like from here to... Uh, no one knows my reference of distance. So yep. <laughs> 10 metres, 20 metres. You know, from here to where the, those bins are over there. Oh, Rob- Robbo's bins. Yep. Robbo's bins over there. The compost. Yeah, a little, oh, bit, okay. a little bit past that. Yeah, big stones there. So think about the general idea of what would be a sensible sort of distance yeah. to put your compost bins from the house and then maybe knock a few metres off that. Yeah, our compost bin is too close to our house. So parts of it you're like really close and Thanks, then you walk, you walk all the way around this path and it takes you to like a further away part where you see it in amongst all the green hills and everything. Then you cut back and you see it from another angle. It's awesome. I feel like Stonehenge, you could actually go... You, it would be very hard to get to a point at Stonehenge where you couldn't see Stonehenge anymore, though. No, I know. Not like the old mm. tower. Yeah, but no, but if you're... all around it. If you're right up looking at them, you're not getting the whole... Like, the, the photo that Salty's got on his bloody book there. Yeah. Spectacular. Yeah. Yeah. Get too close, you can't drink all that in. But, I mean, the thing... The, the difference between Stonehenge and the Eiffel Tower is that, you know, the Eiffel Tower, sure, is possibly part of some sort of... Grand global monument to ISIS, mm. the goddess. Yeah, not. But it's is it built on any sort of energy field line? Probably one hundred percent. All right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> when, when when you're just around the edge of Stonehenge, you can't feel all of the benefits of. Ah, uh, okay. The, so you need to get in, the in there of that, yeah. and get the energy benefits. Yeah, the benefits, as we like to call them. The point is, in the book, that I think they explain how they built it, right? I think it's just theories. Like, it's not like... Because yeah. they don't actually know what civilization built it. Well, I think all they really know is that the stones themselves come from really, really far away. Uh, yeah, like a mixture, I think. There's some a, are local, some are quite far. Yeah, the, I think the big blue stones are from a quarry that's like miles away around the coast. Yeah. Somewhere. So the first mystery is, how did they get those gigantic stones from there to where they are mm. when it's like across... I think there's different uh, theorized journeys that could have taken. Some of them come down the water, some of them cut across the land. But how do they move them? Mm. Because it's not like they could just chuck them on a crane. No, mm. just a lot of pushing. Yeah, I think is the answer. And it's still the question is who's they? Yeah, 
Druids? Which is crazy. Not Druids. No, I think it predated the Druids, didn't it? Yeah. Um, I watched a sort of a short documentary and it had like visual representations of Druids and stuff like throughout the ages. Yeah. I think there was one group, like the original English, whatever they were called, and he had a fun sword. He went, yeah, <laughs> I enjoyed him. I think it was those, those guys, but they're not sure. And girls, no doubt. So I came across a few possible explanations for what the whole thing was about. One was that it could have been aliens. Mm-hmm. It was a popular one amongst the conspiracy-minded. Yep. Uh, because how else could you have pushed all those rocks without alien technology? My question would be, why Why would aliens be like, all right, guys, we're going to give you the technology to move rocks. Yeah. And then only do it once. And never come back. Yeah. Use this technology to move some rocks from the coast. Yep. All the way over there to here. Yeah. <laughs> Don't use it to further your civilization in any other way. How about you tell us about that spaceship? Hey. Don't ask questions. Just yeah. get these rocks happening. Give us a fucking calculator. Um, they line up with parts of the Saltus as well. Yeah. The the summer Saltus Saltus. I think both of them. Okay. Certain parts line up, and yeah, where the sun rises down the the avenue, which is a part of the Stonehenge. Yeah. yeah. So why would aliens? What does that benefit to us? Yeah. What does it benefit anyone? What yeah. does it benefit the aliens? Just aliens just making little pranks. Yeah, you guys can't move all these rocks from there over there. <laughs> uh, I also saw a suggestion that it could have just been some sort of Neolithic team building exercise. Okay. Like a corporate team building day. That's like, well... <sighs> Multiple days. Well, so the idea is that maybe it was something that someone just cooked up to bring a bunch of different tribes or something together. Okay. So not like, hey, we're we're all, I don't know whatever we're doing in these days, hunting and gathering. Yeah. But we need to do it more efficiently. Yeah. Off-site team building. Yeah. Yeah. Not like that. <laughs> no. Because, <laughs> like, if you were doing that, you could just just do some trust exercises. Yeah. Um, just role-playing. Yeah. Yeah. Talking sticks. All that shit. And they had heaps of sticks to do it with. Way too many sticks. <laughs> um, so what you're saying is like, a okay, we've got to get all these tribes and make peace. We need a monument to peace. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And I'm so into that. They just got everyone together. Yeah. Uh, the suggestions that it might have just been a music stadium. Oh, yeah. I did think, just this was my own little theory while I was reading about Stonehenge. I was like, is this just like some bards in the past being like, let's build something that our, you know, ourselves in the future will be able to make use of? Mm. Like one day, people will be able to write some sick songs yeah. about Stonehenge. <laughs> one day. When people get cooked in the UK, they're not going to want to live in shacks and kill people like they do in the US. They want to get some keyboard solos. They probably <laughs> want to get some lasers involved. Yeah. They want to get some big bloody rocks. There would have been... Some, um, yeah, my idea is some forward-thinking bard is like, there's nothing to fucking sing about at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to sing about your bloody dirt track over there? <laughs> Lame. So the, the site was developed in a few different... Um, there was a few different stages. Mm. So the first part of it was just the circle around, which the book reckons happened shortly after 3000 BC. Mm-hmm. And then... How did they know that it was BC? Go on. Go on, Ken. Robbo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for Robbo. Um, so then... the And then throughout the, the ages after that, more and more things were built... So the, the big sarsen stones, 
Yeah. The, the ones that we know are the the three yep. the trilophons. They reckon they were put in place about 2500 BC. Okay. So that's 500 years since the site was first. So it feels like people are coming in and trying to outdo everyone. Yeah. It's like, oh, you know, I see you dug a big stone, a big circle in the ground with some picks made of deer antlers. Yeah. Good one. Pretty sweet. Yeah. yeah. Watch this. Yeah. Some more stones, some rocks turned up. And then the Atlanteans or the aliens or whatever were like, that's cute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what I find, what I found really interesting, I went and looked up like Angkor Wat and the Aztec temples, which in my mind are all about that same age. Hmm. They're only like 800 years old kind of thing. Yeah, right. And I just, so that blows my mind to think Stonehenge is 3600, 3100, where it started. 31, oh. uh, sorry, 3100 BC. BC, so 5000. 5, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and the it's not the oldest. There's megalithic structures of Malta, which is 3600 BC. Hmm. Um, and they're just kind of like little, little, I think, houses and, and walls and stuff. So they, they had a purpose, whereas these don't appear to. Hmm. I just read, sorry to the listeners, I am actually reading the <laughs> guidebook while we're recording the podcast. But it says that there's suggestions that the blue stones, the big giant blue stones, were actually deposited. They were found on Salisbury Plain, which is where it is. And I think they were deposited there from glacial movements. Okay. So they might not necessarily have been dragged. They were just natural rocks that were laying there. And they've yeah. just shaped them a bit and put them into place. Yeah. But there's no evidence of that. Right. No archaeological evidence. Um, one of the things I was watching um, talked about older structures that were religiously found somewhere. And I couldn't find any representation or any, any sorry, thing to back this up mm-hmm. but i noticed the the video had nexus magazine attached to it oh, yeah. so i thought i'd check out nexus magazine uh they were listed as a site that contained or actively promoted anti-semitism by a watch group um, and more recently they've been criticized for supporting the claims of jim humble for his miracle mineral sum- supplement i used to buy a nexus magazine <laughs> <laughs> Turns out it's really cooked. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. That's why I bought it. Um, so yeah. In terms of the older structures, yeah. If someone else says it's older than ten thousand, they're probably doing it for some racist reason. <laughs> yeah. No. It's some. Um, you can get it in most news agents. Right. Yeah. It's an Australian publication. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, well, super racist. Yeah, yeah guys. It is. Yeah, okay. It's published yeah, yeah. somewhere in Queensland. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> um. Well, it's a lot. It's, yeah, it's a lot of new age stuff with the occasional. Um, well, what about the Holocaust thing sort of thrown in? The it's available in bloody news agents. Yeah. Huh. Maybe I'll go pick one up. No. Why not? Because it's racist. Maybe I'll go take one with my photo, my photos with my phone, so I don't have to buy it. Why don't you just read one until you get yelled at for not being a library? What about I steal one? Yeah, do it. I'm a bit of a criminal in my younger yeah, days. Yeah. I could steal things. I don't think so. I think you're too gutless to shoplift. Oh, bloody watch me. All Next right. time we go have a bloody... Hey, if you're listening and you're in the news agent near me, shh. Yeah. Um, also, don't shoplift any stones from any bloody big stone sites because you'll just get cursed. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way to get a curse. Did you watch any... There was a video about... It was like the top five or six... I don't know, cooked rock sites in the world. Yeah. 
and it was one of those robot videos. Oh yeah. And every one of them made mention that like people who uh people who who took stones or something from this site all ended up being cursed. <gasps> and in fact, the people who administer the site receive at least one piece of rock in the mail every day from Whoa. people sending it back asking for the curse to be lifted. Cuts to the next site. At least one rock a day is mailed <laughs> back to the site. Next site. At least one rock a day. It's like, come on, this can't be right. Did you take a rock from Stonehenge though? I bought oh. a little bluestone trilithon. Oh, yeah. Didn't steal it. Yeah. Supporting the English like, heritage. Supporting the mom. Druids. Yeah. I also bought a shitload of little plastic stone hinges. It's weird that you didn't give any to, to us, unless Cam got one. Yeah, he did give me one. Yeah, I think okay. I gave you one too. He didn't? Yeah, probably he did. He got me a giant bloody... <laughs> that was a different trick. Phallic bottle opener. Yeah, that was a different thing. Didn't I get you? I gave you a stone hinge, didn't I? No. Nah. Oh, you want a little stone hinge? I've got him here. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I had to guilt him into giving me one. <laughs> I think I've got him here. Um, while Salty digs into his bag, I've got some stats on Stonehenge. Sure. Heaviest stone? Have a guess. 20,000 kilograms. 60 tons. 45 tons. How heavy is that? Why did you guess on kilograms? You just, I don't know what that is. You know what a kilogram is? Well, I don't, I don't know what 20,000 is. A kilogram is 1,000 grams. 45 tons? I don't know what that is. Um, it's like 45 elephants. Right. I think. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense, yeah. Are you just basing um, that on a cartoon? Maybe. Uh, 40,000 one-ton rodeos? The biggest one is 13 feet high by 7 feet wide. How how many is a feet? Come how on, many Cam. meters is that? It's like... Why? Um, are you gaslighting us? Are you doing some sort of imperial gaslighting? Everyone knows what feet are as opposed to meters why when you, you're measuring height. Why are you doing everything Salty, in imperial did measurements? Not, did you not... Do you have a stone hinge? Hey. Oh, look at this. Oh, I've never seen one of these. Really? Oh. I'll show I gave you one. No. Nah. Oh, anyway. It's only a year old. Yeah, finally. Year, not a year old, a year late. Why do you have it in your bag? Just because you knew you were doing stone hinge? Oh, no, I found... I bought a whole shitload of them to give to people as souvenirs. Mm. And the other day I found a bag that still had some in them. And it's I'm like, well, obviously I didn't give all these out. <laughs> exactly. It's uh, the situation I'm in. Yeah. Thank you. That's okay. great. I'm really happy with this. Is this better than yours, Ken? How many inches would you say that is? Probably one and a half. Why? What's if wrong you ask with, me. What's wrong with the know. metric system? Yeah. Why don't you use the metric system? I don't know. We, do you never use the metric system? When you're measuring feet, this is what people gave me. This is what you read on the internet? Yeah. Right. I was going to calculate it. Oh, these guys are going to question me over 13 feet. Everyone knows what six feet is. Everyone knows what seven feet is. All right, yeah. Once it gets past... 12, do you freak out suddenly? Oh, I don't know what this is. Yeah, all right. Cool, you Jets, mate. Oh, fucking hell. I'm not the one being steamed. I am being rinsed over here, though. Yeah. By someone who is steamed. They're really tall. Yeah. yeah. About four metres tall. Yeah. About two metres wide. Yeah. What do you call that? Like 13 feet? 18. 18 feet? No, 13. Well, I don't know. I think about two metres is a sort of equivalent to about six feet. Hmm. So four metres-ish. What is... What is he write on the napkin on Spinal Tap, 18 inches. He bet he meant feet. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Now, did you guys come across people suggesting that Stonehenge is a very recent invention? No. No. Because there are... Oh, no, I did. But then I saw people mention it and then I saw people writing comments going, 
oh, okay, dickhead, who took this photo in like 1711 or some shit? Whenever it was. People taking photos then? Nah, it was no. probably a drawing. <laughs> like an etching. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, so there's a bunch of people online who are like, because there's photos of it being restored. Because mm. it's been repaired and restored over the years. I think some of the rocks sunk into the ground. Yeah, a couple of the big ones with the tops on it fell over in the 1700s or something. And then in the 1900s, the early 1900s, they lifted them back up. Oh, that's good. So yeah, at some point in the last century, they, there was a big you know, repair thing to sort of bring them up. Mm-hmm. They patched up with a bit of concrete, a few little spots. Yeah. But there's photos of them doing it and they're like, these are the photos the Stonehenge people don't want you to yeah. see. It's like the local tourism office over at Stonehenge. <laughs> yeah. These are the photos they don't want you to see. Those are the Stonehenge people. <laughs> Stonehenge.com, first photos. <laughs> but yeah, there's etchings. There's yeah. references in literature going back hundreds and hundreds of years. I think part of what makes people think that is the photo... Because one of the big stones has been eroded really badly, so they filled the hole up with concrete. Mm. So now, when you see that patchwork, it looks like they're kind of rendered over a concrete pillar. Yeah, and that's okay. where the rendering hasn't been done yet. Yeah, but yeah. If you want to fake something, you wouldn't be as sloppy as that. No. no and what's- also, why would you fake something and be like, "We've put up a bunch of rocks, and that no, they've been here for five thousand years." Yeah. They're um, very like super covered in like lichen and moss and stuff. And there's all, when you look up into the, where the cross beams meet the uprights, mm. there's all like birds nesting in there and stuff. That's pretty cool. So you go there and there's all these birds there. It's cool. Oh, I feel like we've kind of heard a dead end here though. You guys got any more theories on Stonehenge? No, I always remember there was a really cool MacGyver episode where he goes into some secret chamber there. Oh yeah. And has to escape. Someone tries to kill him. I bet he had plenty of tools to help him out. Yeah. Well, maybe I bet he didn't have any tools to help him out. He had to make his own. Yeah, to You'll remember improvise. the general conceit of MacGyver. <laughs> yeah. I'm have to catch up on MacGyver. You got any more theories on this game? Uh, no, the main sort of thing I saw was just about uh, energy fields and how it sits in the, the middle of a sort of energy well. Mm. And it's like, righto, to what end did they put a bunch of rocks on top of it? Is that directing yeah. the energy somehow? There's also a lot of a lot of suggestion that it wasn't actually ever finished. Like it was like it. It, like it was never a completed circle mm. because the where there should be rocks that would have completed the circle, there's no sign of them. Mm. So they don't think they ever actually finished building it before it got abandoned or mm. like whoever was responsible moved on or yeah, died or like off. Team building Budget got cut. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, yeah, we, sorry, guys, we can't do the bus trip this year. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure we can all learn to work better as a team in the office. Yeah. Which is where we need to work better as a team anyway. Yeah. I, I'm just stuck on it. The yeah. fact that we just don't know anything about it. Mm. That just is so surprising to me. I thought we'd solve the mysteries of the universe. <sighs> or I thought we'd solve the mysteries of the earth at least. Mm. But we don't. Sorry, mate. There's a great Arion song about Stonehenge. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Sounds pretty cool. Yeah. I did get to thinking if, like, because it's the remnant of a civilization, say if there's something catastrophic enough to wipe out most traces of us, mm-hmm. what would be left? Like, what are the structures left standing? And what then what would they mean to people that came along and go, what the hell is this? 
Ooh. and how would they look after that? Well, Stonehenge probably wouldn't be of much help. No, no. the Georgia you know, Guidestones might though. Yeah, I'll tell you what would have helped Stonehenge if they'd whacked some instructions for the post-apocalypse <laughs> on them. Let's talk about the Georgia Guidestones. What, pray the, tell? The better, the better Stonehenge. You know, I started off this podcast being like, oh, the shithouse Stonehenge. Yeah, the shitty old rubble fucking falling apart one. Yeah, they got a glossy bloody... Didn't even finish it. Hey, you know how I said it was 13 feet high, Stonehenge? Mm. Only 19 feet. Bloody Georgia Guidestones. Wait, what's that in metres? I don't know, you work it out. How tall is the Georgia Guidestones? 19. Yeah, said. so better in every... I don't, no one said how wide it was. Mm. Probably wider. Yeah, but also much more useful mm. after society collapses because mm. it only has instructions written, not in just in English, but in all of the languages of the world or in a bunch of them anyway. Yeah, and a couple of the ancient ones. Do you want me to read out the Ten, is it ten Commandments? Yeah, all right. So let's just, let's just say what it is. Somewhere okay. in a field in Georgia, mm-hmm. there are some big, it's the American Stonehenge. There's some mm. big rocks that have been put out. Doesn't look as cool. No, no. It's just like these four things. Looks like a, a military monument or something. Yeah, but uh, it it was built in the eighties. Yeah, and it has instructions on it. Whether they're instructions for the post-apocalypse or instructions for the new world order remains up for debate. But what are the instructions, Robo? Yeah, I like the idea of the new world order. Just forgot what the great scheme was. Yeah. We need to write these down somewhere. Can yeah. someone get onto that? Let's just put it in in a field in Georgia. Yeah, <laughs> no one will ever know it's there. <laughs> Uh, so first one, uh, and this is the one that most people get like freaked out by the uh, you know, people that are convinced the new world order is going to just decimate the population. Uh, maintain humanity under five hundred million in perpetual balance with nature. Yep, sounds good. Two, guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. Right, that's not a good one. Mm. Uh, number three, unite humanity with a living new language. Rule passion, faith, tradition, and all things with a tempered reason. It's mm. good. Protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. Yep. I'd begrudge that. Let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. Avoid petty laws and useless officials. Mm. Yeah. Good. If we bloody did that, avoid useless officials, they might have finished Stonehenge. Yeah. Balance personal rights with social, social duties. Prize truth, beauty, love, seeking harmony with the infinite. I probably phrased that wrong. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, final one. Be not a cancer on the earth. Leave room for nature. Leave room for nature. That says it twice. Which is so it's important. They say, mm. I mean, they talk about nature a couple of times. Uh, Rosicrucianism. Is that the what they think the religion is behind it? Yeah, so... It was set up in what? Uh, when did it come out? When did they knock these stones up? Uh, Nineteen eighty, I think. So what happened is a guy called R.C. Christian rocked into town, this little town out in Georgia, uh, and he went to the local stonemason mm-hmm. and he said, "I want to build some big bloody stones with some messages on them." Mm-hmm. And he started talking about. 
what he wanted to put on them. And Stonemason guy was like, how the fuck do I get this guy out of my office? Mm. Oh, I've got a live one here. This is not why I went into stonemasonry. Yeah. Slash Freemasonry, which I also am a Freemason. And so I am part of the New World Order. Really? So I know that Jeebus. aren't all stonemasons Freemasons? Oh, I guess so. Is that part of it? I don't know. If you're a stonemason these days and you're not a Freemason, what are you doing? You're letting the team down. Yeah. <laughs> you're also probably letting down your future. I think he is. A, I think he was a Freemason. I think almost everyone involved in this was a Freemason. Okay. But weirdly, people don't obsess over that at all. Right. I not that I found anyway. It's. I guess it's because the the language is so new world ordery that they can just say nah, new world order. So this guy asks a Christian. He shows up in this guy's office and he says, "I want to build these stones. How much is it going to cost?" And so the story is, he told him like some way bigger number than it needed to be. In the hopes that it would just get him to go away. Yep. <laughs> and the guy was like, yep, no worries. I've been, I've got a team. I'm part of a group of an organization. We've been cooking this up for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, a group of Americans, mm. he says. Or, but I saw on like some other sites recounting this. It was a group of foreigners. Oh. Like, what are you talking about? If someone, if I was in America and someone said, I've got a big group paying for this. Yeah. Group of Americans. <laughs> I'd immediately be like, well, that's foreign. Yeah, what, what does that mean? So he didn't want to divulge his identity. R.C. Yeah. Christian was a pseudonym. Mm-hmm. But they arranged Short to... for remote control Christian? Well, they arranged... Uh, it's Richard... No, was it Robert Christian? I, I don't think, know. Robert I was, Christian Christian? I, I, think yeah. it was, I think it was Robert C. Christian. Okay. Uh, and they arranged to go through this banker who would hold money in escrow, sort of like you would do on the dark web. Sounds good. If you were buying a gun. Yeah. Uh, but. Don't buy guns on the dark web. The banker wouldn't do anything unless he gave him his identity. So he did. But the banker promised he would tell nobody. So they worked it all out. And they went and they knocked up the guide stones. Mm. One of the masons who worked on it said that uh, as he carved the stones, he heard strange voices and strange music. Almost as if something paranormal was afoot. Jesus. How verified is that? Well, the guy, like the stonemason said it. I think that that's a real quote. Okay. Is it verified that he actually heard? No, I mean, yeah. but like the quote was, I don't yeah, think yeah. he did. I think, okay. I think the, other, the other mason working down the other end of the stone just had his ghetto blaster yeah. cranked. <laughs> He's practicing his... Didn't realize anyone was still in the office. Yeah. <laughs> In 1980, it was probably one of those sweet double tape deck ones. Oh, definitely. Just high seen, speed dubbing. Just seen uh, some break dancing on the local news. Yeah. Oh, I've got to get up to this ago. So, yeah, uh, March 22, 1980, they were put up in Elberton, Georgia. March 22, of course, is a significant number. Uh, 322 is the number of the Skull and Bones Society. Oh, yeah. Mm. Uh, it's also an important date for many secret societies. It was the official last day of the Knights Templars when Pope Clement V issued a papal bull disbanding them. That was 666 years to the day before the Guidestones were unveiled. Whoa. In another scenario, according to the chancegeorgeblog.com, mm-hmm. uh, the Kennedy assassination happened on the 22nd of November 1963. It was also on the 22nd of November in the year 1307 when another papal bull was called against the Templars. Those two events were 656 years apart, 
which you'll note is almost 666. 256, you say? No, 656. Oh, 656. That is Thir- very 30, close. 1307 and nineteen. Someone got their bloody days wrong. Yeah, almost right on. Hey, did you carry the one? Wait, what? Well, <laughs> I guess it's one of those things where you're like, oh, we're, we're assassinating Kennedy. Yeah. We've got everything in place. We've had this fucking dickhead running around shooting ranges talking about how he's going to knock him off. Yeah. Everything's set up. We've got this idiot up in the bookshop. Yeah. Oh, hang on. Look at the calendar. <laughs> Can we put this off for 10 years? No, everything's already in place. Wait, if we wait another 10 years to off Kennedy... Kennedy's going to be a footnote by that point. Yeah, like, and who's going to remember this guy going around, oh, I'm Oswald, I'm going to kill Kennedy. <laughs> so they, this person suggests that it was just a mistake. Right. It, apparently there's some typo on the guidestones. And they're like, see, they're a bit sloppy sometimes. <laughs> Proofread people. Yeah. Everyone the guy carved through it. It was like, oh, fuck. Everyone needs an editor. <laughs> yeah. uh, another incident worth mentioning. 36 years to the day after the Guidestones were built, the 2016 Brussels bombing. Oh, yeah. 36 years. Mm. Also known as 666. You want to yeah. know how that works? Three yeah. sixes. No. Oh. Well, yes. Why wouldn't they just do that as their thing? <laughs> Uh, the number add up all of the numbers from one to thirty six. One plus two plus three plus four plus five plus six and so on yeah. adds up to six six six. Oh, there you go. That's it. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Apparently, but also, why wouldn't you just go with Solzhenitsyn's one? So, what you're saying is thirty six is probably the most metal year you're going to have. Yeah. Damn it. Fuck yeah, next year for me, bitches. Fucking missed it. Uh, also, in 2014, a small cube was added to the structure but just some guy just added it okay uh but it was six inches by six six by six by six six inches they're the ones that say it was six okay it's just weird that it's just weird that you're using not using the metric system well Well, i thought that's what we're doing and now if you said like now we've changed 14 point or no, I mean, it's just weird. I just got admonished for doing the same thing, and now suddenly. But it's if you okay. said fifteen centimeters by fifteen centimeters by fifteen centimeters, it's not as cool as six by six by six. Yeah, it's just for the sake of well, no consistency on the podcast. There are Americans doing it. It's okay for them to do it. Yeah. Okay. I'm Everyone just, else uses the metric system, Robbo. Okay. Just including wanna, us. Just yeah. want to make that clear. Okay. I yeah. just want to make it clear that it is different. Yeah. Consistency out the window. Clear on that. Uh, the location of Elberton also is just north of the 33rd parallel. Ooh. How, how just north do we think? Uh, I think it's a little bit, mm. but the site that he originally wanted to put it on is a smack bang on the 33rd parallel. Ooh. Yeah. Whose land is it on, do we know? So it's on, they bought it just off some farmer. Right. And they, he gave them like grazing rights. He said, oh, look, I'm just going to whack my rocks up, but you can graze. You can just have your cows running through. It's cool. Right. So they're like, well, we're not going to get a better deal than that. And so they where, bought the land off the farmer, but said to the farmer, you can just keep using it. Yeah. yeah. Just leave our rocks up. Don't ask any questions kind yeah. of thing. So it's weird. So I think it's only recently that people have really started freaking out about it. Mm. A guy called... Because you read a few articles, you read some articles about it and they're like, oh, what? what's the secret meaning behind this? That's like... But then you read other articles, they're like, yeah, it was, we knew from the very beginning that the purpose was instructions mm. for after the nuclear apocalypse. Mm. 
I saw like a there was a really annoying forum thread on Above Top Secret. Mm, it doesn't can, sound like Above Top Secret. The conspiracy forum, <laughs> where someone was like, you know, it was the height of the Cold War, and some guy replies like, uh, it was in the eighties, hardly the height of the Cold War. It's like, when do you think the Cold War was <laughs> higher than in the eighties? So they don't know, as you said earlier, the only person that seems to know his identity is the banker. Is the banker. Yeah. So he has made... Does a- anti-Semitism come into this at any point? Uh, yeah. Don't worry, mate. It's gonna we'll get th- there? Things are about to get pretty racist. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. So the banker won't say who it was. Yeah. Which has led to a lot of speculation on the interwebs mm-hmm. about it. Uh, some people think it was just the stonemason drumming up a bit of stonemasonry business because it, yeah, okay. it became a sort of a, a little bit of a tourist attraction mm-hmm. in the town. But tourists aren't coming to the town and then going, oh, while I'm here, I might as well get me gravestone well, stoned up. Part of it was that uh, the enigmatic RC Christian was like, this isn't finished. I want people to add to it. Ah. And so I think the idea is that the stonemason was like, yes, I'll just get things started and then yeah. people will start shelling out for more rocks. And the only thing someone's added to it is a 15 centimetre by 15 centimetre queue. Yeah. yeah. But the, yeah, he the, kind of fucked up there then, didn't he? There were, plan, uh, there were supposedly plans for like more okay. to be added. So we could add something to it? Yeah. If you want to shell out for some That's proper stonemasonry. Cool. What do you think? Of, like, say, we don't want to do six, maybe six feet. Maybe do one for each of us, one of each of our heights. Tree of stones. Yeah. yeah. It's like two big stones and one tiny stone. Yeah. yeah. One tiny, shiny little stone. Yeah. All right. Jeez. Trying uh, to get something going here. There was also, uh, there's a theory that it was uh, Ted Turner, the creator of CNN. Yep. Someone did some uh, handwriting analysis on uh, RC Christian's signature. And they're like, that's basically Ted Turner's signature if, right. the, if the names were different. Right. And like it was done different, completely differently. Huh. You can't analyze handwriting on signatures, surely. The, there's a theory that it was a part of a, it was set up by Rosicrucian elites. Mm. So this is, gets back to what you were talking about before. So Rosicrucian, RC Christian. Mm. Uh Sure, why not? What is a Rosicrucian? It's just a, another religious thing? Yeah, it's just another religious thing. Hmm. But th- there's a lot of theories that they, uh, you know, like any sort of religious group that they have secretly been pulling the strings on everything mm. in the background. But uh, someone actually, I think, worked out who it is. Right. So we found this doco. Yeah, well, I found a panel show. That you was found like a panel a- show where they talk about the doco, but they don't, on the panel show, they don't talk about who... Who it was. Who it was. You yeah. have to buy the doco. It was yeah. a really religious, like, Christian fundamentalist panel show. Really high budget. Yeah. Looked like, like it could have been Fox News or something. Yeah. It's the same to Cam. It's like, how do these cooked people find each other? Yeah. And how, why is their production value so high? Yeah. Like, they're probably just as cooked as fucking Jeff. Yeah. From We Are Change. From We Are Change. How is these guys' production value so high and his is so fucking dire? So... It's more money in American Christianism, I guess. Yeah. 
than Melbourne cookedism. Yeah, yeah. So this doco came out. Uh, have you got the name of it there, by the way? Sure don't. Dark clouds over somewhere or other, the place. Dark clouds over Elberton? Yeah. Mm. All right, so these guys, these guys made this doco, Dark Clouds Over Elberton, and it's apparently it's two hours long. It's not critically acclaimed. If you look up the reviews of it, everyone who's watched it seems to think it's pretty dire. Okay, that seems unlikely, but all right. Had to, <laughs> Critics, am I right? Apparently yeah. it could have all been covered in about 10 minutes. Yep. Uh, it's really annoying because there's like a bunch of people online talking about how someone's going to have to, you know, shell out the money to get it. There's an above top secret forum thread. Again, this is the same thread mm. where they're like, one of us is going to have to buy this DVD. And all <laughs> of the replies are like, yeah, someone's going to have to. <laughs> uh, Glad it's not me. Yeah. <laughs> like some real gullible idiot. It's like, hang on, just don't, maybe talk about how great the person who buys it will be. <laughs> yeah. You anyway, said it was two bucks on Amazon Prime, didn't you? To stream it, yeah. yeah. Anyway, someone did eventually watch it. There's a, someone called Van Smith, who was a George Guidestone's obsessive. Mm. So that's a lazy fake name, Cam. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. Cam Smith. <laughs> they have their own uh, blog called vanshardware.com. Okay. They were apparently actually involved in this documentary in the very early days, but they are... Uh, and they introduced the filmmakers to the banker. Oh. But then uh, they felt that the way that they dealt with the banker was unethical. And so they removed themselves from the project and they distanced themselves from it. But they went and actually watched the doco. Mm. And so they reported back on what is actually in it. And so in the doco, they, uh, the, the banker, even though he said he was going to destroy all of the documents, he kept them all. Oh. And even though he said he wasn't going to show anyone, somehow these guys managed to get into the document box and photograph a bunch of them. Yeah. And there were enough clues in there. To I feel un- like if you're a banker, yeah. you've got the facilities to keep something hidden away and potentially locked up. Yeah. Very, otherwise, very secure. Yeah. Otherwise, you're not a very good at your job. Yeah. Like, it's a big part of your job. Yeah. Not to throw aspersions. I don't know this guy, but... So they worked out that R.C. Christian was Herbert H. Kirsten. Uh, Herbert H. Kirsten was a former concrete worker. Mm. And that's mentioned in one of the letters from R.C. Christian to the banker that uh, he says he used to be a concrete worker. Mm. Uh, problematically, he was a bit of a fan of David Duke, it would seem. Oh, yeah. The former and probably the most famous Grand Wizard of the KKK. Yep. Mm. There's a letter to some local newspaper from Herbert H. Kirsten. So just talking up some some racist ideas. Uh, so a bit problematic. Yep. There's a, they also found some stuff. There, there's like an address in <laughs> <laughs> on one of the letters, which they just Herbert H. Kirsten filed a patent for that address at one right, point. Right, right. So it's case, probably him. Case solved. Yeah. But it's weird because the case has been solved in this insane two-hour documentary that nobody wants to buy. <laughs> <laughs> so you heard it here for, probably first. Yeah. Yeah, no one's really talking about it. So, and do we know any more about Herbert H. Christensen's motives then? So I think the other thing is five years after they put the Guidestones up, uh, Robert C. Christian published a book. Okay. 
which it's it's a little bit weird because the the Godstones make sense as a post-apocalyptic instructions to the future generations, mm. just saying how to avoid all of the problems of the what past that, yeah. that led to. We had too many bloody babies and not enough bloody good nature relationships. Well, you know, you'll notice that it did lead to our nuclear destruction. Yeah, or whatever. Mm. And then, you know, the instructions, besides the idea that if they were just instructions for the current pre-apocalypse generation, they're really bad. Yeah. To cut the population down to 500 million yeah. is not great. No. Because even at the time, there were still quite a lot less people than there already were. <laughs> yeah. If you are serious about making instructions for the New World Order or whatever happens, you probably wouldn't put them in one random field in Alberta, mm. Albertson. Wherever, got a few around the world, right? Because yeah. if it's nuclear, America's probably first on the Hit list. second on the list. Mm. I think it's just, it's just something that eventually people would come across, mm. and they'd be like, "Oh yeah, mm. cheers for that. Thanks for putting it in Latin." <laughs> yeah. Well, see, here's the thing: <laughs> Is right? it Latin really? It's there's... in a bunch of ancient languages. Oh, okay. So there's hieroglyphics, Latin, something else like Babylonian or something. Yeah. Right. But I was I was watching a video by I think it's the call for a call for an uprising guy. Yeah, and we talked about we've talked about that guy before. Had we talked about his mm. sick animated intro? Yeah, we yeah. have. Yeah, definitely. Oh, <laughs> fuck, it's so good. Anyway, he was going on about it and talking about it, and he goes, "It's even written in hydroglyphics." Yeah. I was like, "Ah, you fucking idiot!" But why? Like, here's what I was thinking. Why would they put it in ancient Egyptian hieroglyphics if they think sometime in the future we're going to get wiped out by nuclear apocalypse? Do they think maybe the ancient Egyptians will rise up? Yeah, I guess going down this path, the assumption would be they are now aliens. Yeah. Well, they were aliens. But when the aliens come back... And they go, oh, we want to repopulate Earth. We can't read this mumbo-jumbo long complex language. Yeah. Oh, wait, they've put our hieroglyphs there. And it's all this bloody hippie bullshit. Yeah. They should have they should have taught us how to make wheels and fire. Yeah. Way more practical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of not fucking yourself up with nature, just to talk about some other big stones uh, for a second. Don't stop, stop telling me to stop smoking weed. The, uh, the big heads on Easter Island. Yeah. I've always thought we're also very, very cool. Yeah. But apparently the civilization that built those almost wiped themselves out because they just completely decimated the environment on the island. Right. And they, they were lucky to survive as a people. Where do they come in the age of all these things? Do we know? <sighs> Not that old, I don't think. Like an ankle what memory. era kind of a thing? Yeah. I'm not sure. How old is... What are they called? Easter, Easter Island, Island. Noggins. Yeah. Uh, most were carved from rock between 1100 and 1680. Yeah, so not that yeah, old. Not that old. Um, sorry, that was a bit of a sideways step from the Georgia Guidestones. There was a video by a woman, I can't remember what her name was, but she was pointing out the big stain on top of it. Did you see anything about that? No. So the oh, f- yeah, no, I did see that. The flat platform on top, she reckons, is where they're doing sacrifices. Okay. Which is, I guess... Tying it to, they thought they did sacrifices at Stonehenge as well. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, there's like this picture from above of this 
red, reddy brown stain. And then a photo that's taken a little while later and the stain's bigger. Oh no. And it just keeps getting bigger over time and starts starting to run down the side of it. Jesus. And she's like, what is it? Is it blood from sacrifices? Is it, you know, all this stuff. Then, then she just goes, but people also graffiti the shit out of it a lot. So they could have just thrown paint bombs up on there and that's yeah. where they've splattered. And they just yeah. keep chucking paint up there. Someone has graffiti like thrown some sort of acid or something on it. Right. Right. So they have, someone has tried to vandalize it. Yeah. Quite, quite publicly. Yeah. There's been, so there's been a spate of vandalism, mainly since uh, Mark Dice, who we've talked about before, mm. started publicizing it. Yeah. As being like the instructions of the new order. So what I was talking about though is five years after he built it, Robert Christian put out a book called uh, Common Sense Renewed, I think. Right. And so what I was saying is even though, let's say that it's a post-apocalyptic instructions, that's all right. In the book, he sort of gets away from that. Mm. And he talks, expounds a lot more on how we might get the population down. He basically proposes that the government get very involved right. in deciding who gets to have babies, which I think probably ties in to the racist stuff. Mm. There's um, So the person who put that book out, which I think only a few hundred copies were made and they were sent to like every congressman in the US. No doubt they all read it. But uh, the guy that published the book is like mentioned in one of the letters from... Robert Christian is like a, it's like CC, this guy. Yeah, right. Hmm. Uh, Weirdly, the Van Smith person who seems to be like sort of sensible in some areas, uh, they tie it all to the Burj Khalifa, the big building in Uh, Dubai. In Dubai, yeah. Yeah. Apparently, the dimensions or something all relate to the Burj Khalifa, which would not be built for decade mm. until decades later. But I think maybe the Georgia Guidestones are supposed to be the beginning of something that the Burj Khalifa finishes because they think it's all connected to like some sort of idea of an Islamic apocalypse, which is not in a like racist sense, but just like the some sort of apocalypse story from within Islamic teachings. Oh. Burj Khalifa, another monument that I went to, did not go up it because mm. I couldn't be bothered. Mm. Didn't want to get all the way to the top and realised I couldn't see it anymore. Yeah. Also, Dubai sucks. Yeah. So I just wanted to get out of there. <laughs> <laughs> My hot take on Dubai. You don't like Dubai? No, what's to like? I've only been to the airport. Yeah, even that's enough. Yeah. One bloody pub and it's right down the end. Love security checks? Uh, very laissez-faire security. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, I flew through Abu Dhabi. Mm-hmm. Same. Uh, well, I had my flight got delayed, so mm-hmm. I had to get. I got taken to a hotel. Oh yeah, beautiful. Yeah, beautiful Abu Dhabi. Beautiful hotel, five stars. Got put up there for the day. All right, chilling out, have a yeah. feed. Ground. Yeah. Is it was very uh, deserty. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> turns out the desert, deserty. Yeah, <laughs> turns out in the middle, the middle of the Middle East desert, it's quite deserty and hot. Um, I was I, surprised that every car on the road was like an American muscle car. Yeah. So is that the official take of the uh, hypothetical institute? Dubai, no. <laughs> Dubai Abu sucks. Dubai yes. <laughs> alright. I mean, Abu Dhabi made famous from Sex and the City too, where they had a fabulous time. Right. So. Anyway, I don't think we have anything else on the Georgia Guidestones because we fucking cracked the case. We did crack the case. By yeah. reading enough forum threads that we got to the bottom <laughs> of what some really cooked units found in their documentary that nobody watched. 
And now you listening to a podcast that very few people listen to. Hey, got a few hundred. Harsh. Yeah. Uh, are even more clued in than most people who would just read some Wired article that didn't bother to like really press the banker to see the, all the documents. If, if you want hot takes on stones, climbing monuments, and Abu Dhabi versus Dubai, yeah. you got the right place. Yeah. yeah. I'm not slagging us off. I'm saying congratulations, you picked the right podcast. Because yeah. I don't know if any of these other podcasts... Serial, never going to get to the bottom yeah, of it. Yeah, they're never going to get to the bottom <laughs> of it. Uh, cool. Do we have anything else to add then? No. Uh, so we went out to look for other cooked rocks. Mm. Yeah. I. The only other rocks we really found were the, like the, the moving rocks of Death, the, Valley. of Death Valley. Yeah. It's just ice. Yeah, they, they cracked the case on that one too. Yeah. So and I mean, all, that's not to say there isn't... Tons more cooked rocks around yeah. the world. There's like the big heads in South America. Okay. I don't They're like them. carved, like these massive round boulders with uh, faces yeah. carved on them. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of theories about how faces and rocks look similar around ancient civilizations. Mm. There's, um, if you walk to my mechanic, <laughs> you go past these two houses that are next to each other and they both have weird but different stone rocks like on their patios. Right. And it's like, you guys, is this a coordinated thing? Or did yeah. you both independently decide to put a weird little stone head out the front? Yeah. need to get to the bottom of this one. Yeah. Another so, mystery. Uh, Unsolvable though. There's also like a lot of um, complex stonework, people say, of like how stones, uh, fences are built or, or houses are built with stonework mm. and how they're all really precise and interlocked. Yeah. Um, I just, it looks like wear and tear to me. Or it just looks like we're underestimating how people did things back in the day. Yeah, but maybe we didn't look at them independently enough. Have you seen I didn't look at them. There's a big wall where all the, the stones are shaped kind of like they're like curved and jigsawed yeah, yeah. together. I think yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah. Maybe we need to look at them into them in a different time mm. rather than just speculating. What are you grinning at, Grinny? Uh, it's like old, old wear and tear, Robertson. Yeah, a little bit oh, wear and tear. Wear and tear. <laughs> um, just in case anyone is like, Angry at our offhand mention of the moving rocks yeah. of Death Valley. Yeah. So uh, there were lots of theories about them. Mm. There's these rocks in Death Valley that huge boulders that were they're just. They're huge. I always thought they're like this see, size. See, Cam was talking about this today and he's like, yeah, they're huge. And I'm like, I just thought they were fist size. Rocks, not very big. I think that they were decently sized. They were big enough that it was unusual that they were moving. Yeah, because they're rocks. Rocks don't move. Yeah. What is this guy? <laughs> no, the big boulders that were moving around. See, in, in my mind, the biggest one was probably like the size of a large turtle. Yeah. There, there were gigantic boulders that were moving around and they were like, what could be doing it? The scientists were like, ah, oh, probably gravity, the famous mover. Until they worked out some of these rocks are moving uphill, which is famously not the way that gravity moves things. Unless you're on a gravity hill. Yeah. Uh, and so the space was filled with a lot of speculation. UFOs, again, back to Stonehenge. Why would you just move some rocks? Uh, time travel. I don't know how that was supposed to work. Until they cracked the case by just watching them. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> you just had to watch the rocks. And they worked out it was uh, ice would form and like these ice plates would get pushed along. Mm. But even like the stuff. So they'd leave it. There'd be big trails where the rocks had moved. Mm. There was like no indication of who of any yeah. human intervention. But then they're like, the trails disappear after seven years. 
when they erode away back into <laughs> yeah, the desert. When they naturally just deteriorate. Why did uh, it what take... have you got there, Robert, on the size? Most moving stones range from about six to eight inches. Uh, let me just translate that in my head. 15 to 46 centimetres in diameter. So, so pretty big. It's not really a boulder, big. but a medium-sized turtle. <laughs> right. It's still too big to just be zooming around. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a rock. Yeah. Still impressive that they're moving by yeah. themselves, yeah. but they're actually just being pushed by ice and wind. Yeah. Turns out fact, stranger than fiction. You guys can use that. Yeah. If uh, people want to find us online, you can find our Patreon, of course, at patreon.com slash hypothepod. We are on twitter.com slash hypothepod. We are on Facebook where you can uh, leave us a heart react only. The old wrap it up cam over yeah, there. right? You can, You're going to shout out our names as well? Oh, that's fine. You can find us on iTunes where you can leave us a review and we really appreciate it if you do because it does help us. We're on Spotify if you're on the go. Mm-hmm. And Robbo, where can they find you? Uh, you can get me at Isle of Time, isleoftime.com. Uh, buy my book, Keg Bottle Can, before Christmas time for a friend. Buy it for yourself. Yeah. If you see me, I'll sign it for you. Even send me it and I'll sign it and I'll send it back. Give me a little button as well in there. Hey, button time. Uh, you can get me at so much on Twitter and Instagram for Instagram for my artwork stuff. Andrew Somash illustration also for artwork stuff. And check out Toe Hider on Patreon. And you can find me on Twitter at Sexenheimer and my other podcast, Gather Around Me, where if you listen to our latest episode, we watched The Nun. It's very scary. So, Robbo, probably stay away. I don't want you getting scared. I like scary movies. Mm, I don't. Bye. Thank you. Don't worry about a thing. Except if all our world leaders are alien reptilians. I said don't worry about a thing. Except maybe the fluoride in our water supply contains mind-altering drugs. Whether or not Port Arthur was a false flag operation in which to disarm Australia I said don't worry about a thing I accept you can definitely hear John Lennon say I buried Paul at the end of Strawberry Fields forever Ooh, Don't worry about a thing Except not only did Bush do 9-11 but he also keeps the planes out in Area 51 which... Let's not forget where all the aliens are. Don't worry about a thing. Except Donald Trump is clearly a woman and you just...